0: learn more at marines.com
1: hey everyone it's taylor and brendan from straight up sabers we're here to talk to you with the hockey podcast network
0: as you all know the hockey podcast network is your one stop shop for all things nhl year-round featuring podcasts for each team based in their respective local market
1: subscribe today you won't regret it
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics. As always, I'm Brendan.
1: And I'm Dominique Foxworth, uh, here to give my (laughs) takes on Josh Allen and Bills fans.
0: Yeah, just kidding, everybody. My name is Bomani (laughs) Jones. My Venmo is Brendan-or14. Josh Allen sucks. The Bills are bad buffalo sucks so i want to have a house someday so just like send the venmo over to me now that will be the my our donation yeah if you want us to stop saying mean stuff about the bills mm-hmm, and sabers mm-hmm.
1: you have to buy me i don't know like a mini fridge or something cool that i want. a have. mini
0: you gotta go more than a mini fridge
1: well i mean that's the starters you gotta you start to think, this week and i go okay, okay well next month is your rent now, be now i want a new higher. tv yeah <laughs>
0: Honestly, uh, what the hell is yeah? All right, we should just talk about this. For I mean, wh- what the hell do you make of this? Well, actually, should we get background first? Okay, yeah.
1: Actually, so on a podcast, uh, it's an ESPN uh, podcast with Dominique Foxworth and Bomani Jones. This is before the Steelers game. Dominique Foxworth said that he liked sometimes when Josh Allen screws up in games, which is less and less these days. Luckily, mm-hmm. uh, because He's had a lot of arguments on the internet in the past with Josh Allen supporters, and he basically said they all were, as he put it, like, dog-affy American flag avatar people on Twitter, mm-hmm. which isn't—those aren't specifically bad. They're just signifiers of people who are annoying on Twitter
0: right. in a certain Right, I knew what he was talking about. Of course, I did too. There I was—I was, didn't think he was like I hate dogs or I hate the American people. Yeah, because so many yeah. people are like, "Well, what's wrong with the American flag?" Exactly. And it's but like, "No, that's—that's that's yeah, not what the point is." Willfully it's, stupid. But yeah, anyway, exactly. I was like, yes. I
1: wasn't like cool because I was like, mm, you know, Josh is Josh is cool, and I like when Josh does well because he's mm-hmm. our quarterback. But I get what he's saying because there are certain people that I like when they screw up. It's like oh, most yeah. athletes who don't play for my teams, <laughs> but I get it. We even, all have fun. but anyway, it was no big deal, honestly.
0: But I, it, it's the but it's the viciousness of the people that he's talking about, though. Yeah, like it, it's bad. I I, I yes. don't know. I guess to well, an extent. Okay, let's go so ahead. First sorry. of all, here's here's well, what I'll happened. After. It
1: Everyone assumed that it was Bomani Jones saying that. when it was. It was not a hundred percent not. not.
0: It was not him.
1: Yes, and then people started donating to Bomani's charity, which is... It's a good charity. I think it's about buying diapers for baby... I wouldn't say babies that can't afford diapers, but families that can't afford diapers for their babies. Uh, which is good, but it's also this weird thing that's been going on with Bill's Mafia Twitter where they're like like aggressive donations. And I guess in the end, it's it's donating money to a good cause, mm-hmm. but it's such a weird vibe to it.
0: It is a very, very weird vibe to it's it. It's like,
1: we're paying you off to stop being
0: mean. To be honest, well the word that i've seen thrown around by people um is performative. so i want to be clear like straight up first and foremost like you said the net result of of the act is good. yeah. that that nobody is is disputing like that is a, a good thing, you know, if you're donating to a, a charity, but it really comes down to The motivation, I guess, um, to a degree, because some people have brought up the fact that, you know, Josh Norman is trying to, through an initiative that he is doing through his foundation, is um, pretty much, it's an initiative that's uh, spearheaded towards helping local small businesses in light of the pandemic. And so people are like, well, why aren't you donating to that? Why is it that, you know, these people are, are going at Josh Allen and they're saying, you know, oh, just like talking smack about people, which like back to the point that I made before. Um, it, it's it's understandable, first of all, Dominique Foxworth's initial point about some Josh Allen fans. Let's let's like be like honest about that. Now, oh, yeah. I am somebody that like I. Totally am open about the fact that I wanted nothing to do with Josh Allen, and when he was drafted, I was severely disappointed. And we both agree on that. That's something that we both feel.
1: I remember you thinking that. He was my number one choice. Right.
0: Of course. Of course. (laughs) Um, So anyways, though, uh, we end up like, you know, it, it pretty much this year happens, and even last year to an extent, and everybody's like, oh man, all right, so he is better, and now I'm very comfortable with him being our quarterback and feel good about him being our quarterback. With that being said, though, there were people from the get-go who were all about him, head over heels with him, and, like, that's fine because, in reality, like, scouting and stuff like that among the common fan is a crapshoot. So some people get stuff right, some people get stuff wrong. In Josh's case, there it's indisputable that there was a lot stacked up against him and people like us and, like... The majority of other people in the media who were skepti- skeptical about him coming out of college from Montana where he really didn't dominate very much, um, you know, his path to getting into college football was a non-traditional path for the kind of guy that you would use a top 10 pick on, a quarterback, a top 10 quarterback. Um And so people, rightfully so, were very, very, very skeptical. And it was very divisive. It was probably the most divisive uh, conversation had among Buffalo sports fans since the tank, I would say. Um, Like the Josh Allen discourse. So, fast forward to now. Now that Josh Allen is good, you know, a lot of people, just I guess, not even on a sports level, but especially with just how... I guess like tense, the political climate is in the world today. There is a, a, a very deeply built up aggression that some people have towards the media where, you know, they think they're hacks or they're phonies or this or that or the other thing. And especially when it comes to sports media, it's a whole other thing. Because if you're a sports fan, you think that you could be a sports journalist. And so if somebody gets something wrong, you're like, oh, all right, well, this asshole, like, why does he get paid all this money to be on TV? But I was right about this and with Josh Allen it was taken a step further because let's be let's be honest here Buffalo Bills fans are are fucking weird. I say that as one. Like Bills fans yeah. are super yeah. weird. That goes for people who were against Josh Allen and people who were for Josh Allen from the start. We're all weird in our own different ways. But but back to this though. So people are very very overly defensive of Josh Allen to the point where a, a conversation that should just be, yeah, we were right. Like, this is all, like, how great is it that it worked out? It, it's turned into this, like, showing the teeth in, in this just vicious, like, I don't know how to even describe it. Just like, I told you so attitude. And so I understood, again, what Dominique Foxworth was talking about. Because the second that you say something, even when Josh was bad, when he was in his rookie season, and people would point out the things that were wrong with him, even then these people had this crazy defensiveness over him that it's like, you don't know this person. Like, I love him too. Like, you know, like I love like Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhardt. And and when people say that Jack isn't like uh, a top five center in the league, like, yeah, I'm mad or like a top 10 player in the league. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's wrong. But I'm not like, fuck you, motherfucker. Like freaking out about it. There's two
1: different things too here because I think – I'm more interested in arguing about Jack Eichel being a top-five center than uh, Allen being a top-five quarterback. For two, First of all, because I'm more convinced of a- Eichel. Okay. Not that I'm not unconvinced of Allen right now. But also because the Sabres suck. Well, yeah, I'm just I using mean, this
0: as an example, though, yeah. of like the mindset to have with a conversation like this. You know, like I understand, like yeah, you have a different motivation for why you would want to root for Jack Eichel, but as as compared to a Bills fan who wants to root for Josh Allen in those two kind of like rankings. But th- that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is how you go about that. So if you do care about Jack more. Like, and somebody said that, like, are you going to be in, like, some media member's mentions being, like, you're an asshole and you suck at your job? Like,
1: No. Well, yeah, and and, and
0: that is what people do for Josh Allen. Yeah. Like, I, I, I love, like, the fact now that I am, like, fully behind this dude and when he proves people wrong, as he has, because, like, I'll also say, too, like... I think Bomani and Dominic Foxworth are also, like, yeah, I agree. Like, they are, I think, off base with their, um, you know, how they view him. You know, like, like I, I was so impressed by how he looked in that second half against the Steelers as compared to how he looked in the first half when their defensive line was dominating. And watching that, I was like, whoa, okay, so, like, this is, like, playoff football. Like, this is, like what you have to compete against. And the fact that they made the adjustments that they made, Josh like figured it out with getting the ball to Diggs, they established consistency. And then to close the game, they have a 7-minute drive to just like <laughs> yeah, just rip all hope out underneath Pittsburgh. Like it was awesome. And I disagree with them in their characterizations of Josh. What I will say though is pointing out the fact that there are Bills fans who are like this is not wrong and it's not off base and I'm aware of it and and this whole thing started with the donations because there was a dude who was just non-stop even till today going at it with Bomani being like we're not all like this we're not all like this we're really good people like here I'm gonna prove it and he was and that's how the donations got started and it's like you don't need to be this defensive like that just like to me it feeds into the fact that like these dudes like think like oh my god these guys are all crackpots like Doing that, I feel like, feeds into that. And the th- the way that I like to think about it is, like, in reality, every single fan base has people like this. But this conversation, to me, it's no different than my mindset than, like, when you see, like, on Twitter, a very common thing that, like, the same types of people get very upset about is when women say, like, men ain't shit. Like, that's <laughs> a very common phrase. But the thing is, is, like, when I see that as a man, I'm not, like... Are you kidding me? Like I'm not shit. Like oh, I am shit. Like I I am. Like what? No, it's a fucking expression, and because of the fact that I know that I am not a shitty person, I take no offense to it. Oh, so exactly. when That's I see kind
1: of the same, thing. it
0: is, and so when you yeah. see somebody say Bills fans are insane, rather than being like we are not all insane, like you don't know all of us, like why are you judging us all on face value like this? It's like no. It's like, yeah, they kind of are. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, people are like that. But every fan base is like that. There is no need for this over-the-top defensiveness, which led to all of this happening. And that's why I have so many issues with the... Not so I shouldn't say I have so many. Because, again, it's a good thing. Like, it is a good thing, the donations. I'm not discrediting that at all. But to me, my read on it was like, something doesn't sit right with me that... Somebody, when somebody says you're not like good, that you need to be, your first instinct is like, well, let me me do this thing that I can show you, this tangible thing, like to show you that I am. Like, you don't need to prove that. Like, Bomani Jones is just a person. Dominique Foxworth is like just a person. Yeah. I don't know. I know that was a long winded, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it just seems like the response to all of this is just unnecessary. I see both sides of this, which I think is a rational take. Like, to see, like, yeah, okay, it's cool that you did that. And, like, the donations and stuff. But also, it's not a bad thing to question people's motivations when it's a little bit weird.
1: Yeah, okay. I don't so, know. So I, that was a lot to th- unpack. Go. Um, so, I guess the main thing is that they're 10-3, and, and Alan is seemingly going to be, like, in the top five MVP conversation. So, like, you have to come from it at the standpoint that you're winning,
0: yeah, exactly. So especially Ugh. people who always believed the in The loser
1: complex. Exactly. Mm. I mean, it's all over the place here in Western New York. It really we're, is. We're,
0: we're getting into it today, folks. This is yeah. going to be a fun episode.
1: So especially if you're someone who always believed in them, you get to be like, I was right. Right. And not even in the way that I say I was right, which I'm mad about. I'm <laughs> mad that I was right because I'm like, this isn't going to go well. And I'd be like, ah, I was right. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. But no. for them, it can be fun. Exactly. Because they were right this whole time. Uh, it's against all odds, and the Bills are good, even if you weren't right. I mean, even if you didn't believe, this is the best the Bills have been. And probably, I guess I would say, they might have been better than that 95 team, the last team that won the division, maybe since the last Super Bowl team. So 27 years ago. So, I don't know, enjoy it. When you say something, it doesn't have to come from a place of anger. What are you still so mad about? You won. Right? (laughs) and this is a good time we got coming up. I mean it it's not out of the question that the Bills end up 13 and 3 to tie their franchise It'd record be amazing. for wins. It like yeah. so
0: much cool stuff is on is about to happen potentially. We not only like a week from now could have the ability to have the division locked up and knock the Patriots out of the playoff picture. Yeah. Like why are we all so mad? Yeah. This is good. Yeah. This is so fun. But tell me, I mean, what do you... I, I don't know. I'm curious for your thoughts. Like, what do you make of the the discussion about all of this now? Like, bringing it back to bulmani and Dominique Foxworth.
1: Well, a lot of it, it gets to a point where it's something serious. And I don't know if that's like... I mean, I guess I could get into that. But, like, eh... It's also this uh, Sabres podcast. That's true. Did I go a
0: little too hard earlier? No, 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 not that.
1: I just mean like the serious stuff. Like basically people are implying that Bomani and Dominique Foxworth are saying that Bill's fans are racist. And like that's a a capital offense. And I'm not going to get too much into that and everything else that I could say. But I'll say this. Boston fans across different sports have been called racist for like forever. And I don't gripe about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's not unheard of for people to say something like that. Particularly Red Sox fans, I guess. That's been a recent conversation. Like, it's not the first time it's ever happened. I mean, you could say it's unfair, but, like, it's also not what he's implying. No one actually said that. So, yeah, that's, I guess that's kind of what I think of that. The other thing I think is that Allen probably should be, hmm, I would say number three on your MVP ballot through week 14. Behind Mahomes and Rodgers, that's big. That's big, guys. Huge. Chiefs have something that no one in the NFL has, which yeah. is the greatest offensive genius of An all alien time. Alien
0: for a quarterback. Too. Oh, I was going to say Andy Reid. <laughs> well, they have both. They have yeah. the perfect, perfect combination of yeah, Andy Reid and but Patrick they Mahomes, have, who's like literally not even real.
1: They don't have good boy magic
0: mm <laughs> No, Mm-mm. I was going to say... Um, Stephon Diggs over Tyreek Hill any day of the week.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to judge <laughs> receivers for great quarterbacks. Like, I have a a pet theory that Reggie Wayne's kind of overrated. Like, people are talking about this year being a 1st ballot Hall of Famer, and I think that's kind of crazy to me. But I have no way to prove that. He has great numbers, but he also played with Peyton Manning his entire career until he had one really good season under Andrew Luck and then retired. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, if you looked at... Here's a great example, which is why I think guys get overrated. If you would have looked at the 2013 Broncos, who still have the all-time single-season points record, in 2013, you'd say that offense is stacked. Mm-hmm. But looking at it now, it was like no Sean Moreno. No
0: Sean. Remember when he remember that gif of him crying during the National Anthem? That was like...
1: Yeah, super weird. The
0: most majestic gif of the yeah. weirdest moment... I, anyways, sorry. Uh,
1: Demarius Thomas, who... Ended up just being okay when he didn't have Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. He's out of the league now. Eric Decker, who had another really good season with Ryan Fitzpatrick at the Jets, but other than that, I'm pretty sure he's out of the league now. Julius Thomas at tight end, who is went to the Jaguars and was not
0: good at For, all. He got paid, though, at least. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and they had Brandon Stokely and Wes Welker, which Wes Welker was really good in New England, too. Again, really good quarterback. But
0: also, like, Peyton, yeah. with the exception of, like, yeah, Marvin Harrison, really. Like, think well, about that it. Well, there was always he a had, thing people said about Peyton. He, I don't think Dallas
1: Clark was good. He
0: had Austin Colley, like, making the Pro Bowl one year. I'm pretty. Yeah. He had,
1: like, a 1,000-yard season. When they went almost undefeated, I mean, they could have gone undefeated, but they gave up, and then also they lost the Super Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. They started 14-0. and 0. They, re, they didn't have – I want to say Wayne was hurt, and I I don't remember if Harrison was retired or hurt, but anyway, they had Austin Collie and Pierre Garçon as their leading receivers. Oh, yeah, they did. And they, oh, man, I don't remember who they not Dallas Clark might have been their tight end at that point. But still, I think a lot mm. of guys got overrated playing with Peyton at, at that time. Absolutely. And that could were. happen. I mean, I don't know. Marquez, Veldes, Gantling. Oh, yeah, Geronimo. Maybe. Geronimo. Ellis, Geronimo.
0: Al- they, see, they have great names, though. They all oh, those like
1: guys have fantastic names. Incredible There's names. one guy
0: I'm forgetting. Isn't uh, HaHa Clinton Dix on the Packers, too? Yeah, not a receiver, though. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying... excellent names on the Packers. Yeah.
1: So we also were going to talk about something else today before we got into that.
0: Yeah. Well, I think in a way we touched on it actually a little bit before. Um, So we were just, Taylor and I were, you know, as I've mentioned before on the show, we'll just kind of have conversations throughout the week. And if one of us thinks of a cool idea for an episode, we'll just throw it at each other. And one that had come up in our conversations was... I guess in a general sense, dissecting the psyche of a Buffalo sports fan, both from the Sabers' perspective, a Bills' perspective, and then kind of just like intertwining them together. So by this, I guess an example would be, and I'll just say this to start it off. So in the Bills' game this past week when they had beaten the Steelers, in the first half, as I mentioned before, the Steelers' defensive line was dominating. Cameron Hayward was literally unstoppable. Like it was not even... It was, it was nuts. Their defense was as good as advertised, and they were missing Bud Dupree and Joe Hayden, I believe. And so you're missing two starters right there, and they still were so good. Like, there's so much talent on that defense, and, and the Bills just seemed overwhelmed. Like, they really did in the first half. Um, obviously, the scoreboard showed for that, too. It was crazy, though, because... The past couple weeks, I've just been, I guess, getting a little cocky or something, which I've never experienced with the Bills before, and, and in the second half, it, I swear to God, I think it's probably the first time, since, as a Buffalo sports fan, like since 2007 with the Sabres, that I was watching a a, a a game in which the team was down, and was like, they're fucking doing this, they're coming back, like... They are going to – it's just going to happen. Like, I just – it was a weird, unspoken thing inside of me that, like, I don't know what it was, but when the third quarter started, I just – I felt it that, like, they were going to win. And that may seem like, oh, whatever, but keep in mind that I'm 26 years old and this is the first time I've ever felt this way as a Bills fan. (laughs) Like, where they're playing against a team that people believe to be better – like the Steelers were undefeated, the like prior to the week before or um, the week prior, like of course they lost to Washington, but so they're eleven and one. They've been great. Like I said, their defense is amazing. They have a ton of weapons on offense. Um, but even still, I, I did, and it was the first time as a Bills fan and my first time really. I feel like as a Buffalo sports fan that I just felt like this weird confidence, and I think that it's kind of funny that. You know that this is kind of what it kind of got me to thinking about the topic. Just that that is something that is so rare for us because, you know, for us like Taylor and I are, <clears throat> we're Taylor's twenty seven, I'm twenty six, as I had said before. So growing up, I mean, for both of us, I believe we both said this. Our earliest memories, pretty much of hockey, would probably be like the Stanley Cup. Right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so that was great, and the Sabers were, you know, like. That was obviously amazing, but we were still, you know, you're still too young at, you know, four or five years old to really uh, understand and appreciate it. You know, then really not a whole lot in terms of like being like truly dominant until 2005, 2006. And we got two seasons of that of just like having a team that every time that they are about to play against somebody that you're like, let's kick some ass, you know, like you just, where you just feel that like pure excitement. And and then with the Bills, I mean they had an 18-year playoff drought. We they have not whoa, won whoa, whoa. well, you know. 17. 17, excuse me. Yeah, i um, not give that. that. my god, 17, 17. The the last time that they won the division was when I was 1 years old and Taylor was 2 years old, you know, we our entire growing up was from Bloodsoe to Kelly Holcomb to JP Lossman to Trent Edwards to to Whoever the hell else of these just like washed garbage quarterbacks, you know, and we really never got to understand what success was until the Bills made it um, with McDermott's first year with Tyrod. And, you know, it, it was just, it's just funny that when you think back to that time, though, you know, just like growing up and being a Bills fan that you probably get like six or seven weeks into the season and, and you just know what your fate is going to be. And you just are hopeless. And with the Sabres, I mean, we've really only felt that in terms of really, like, knowing it and experiencing it in our early adolescence, you know. And it was only for two years in terms of, again, being, like, a legitimately good dominating team. And in a way, like, the Tank now, moving up to that, like, in my mind, the Tank has kind of messed up my, my mental space when it comes to how I look at the Sabres and how I root for them so we wanted to take this episode to to dive into the effects on the the past 25 years. We'll call it for the Bills and for the Sabers, um, and for people who are you know millennials and younger who you know have had to pretty much just grow up with this, and it's the only thing that they've ever known. Because then, once you get to people who are you know a few years older than us, I mean, they remember. They were—I mean, granted, they were really young—but like, they had memories of the Bills' four Super Bowls, and like that to me is just like such an unfathomable thing. Like, I just—I can't even like imagine actually being able to be alive and experiencing that, and like feeling that level of heartbreak too on top of it. Like losing four Super Bowls, a little bit of meddling, and then you just don't make the playoffs like forever. So we wanted to kind of you know dive into that a little bit. So after that very long and winding. Uh, spiel that I just gave, Taylor. Where do you want to? I guess start with the with the discussion.
1: So I don't know if it's me and I'm personally anxious and I don't have good self confidence or whatever, um, but I I never believe anything good's gonna happen. Actually, mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty unreasonable about things in that I think bad things are likely to happen all the time, regarding sports mostly, and also life. But like. <laughs> Let's say, for example, here, um, going into the Saber season, I'm already mentally preparing to not get excited if they have a good start, because they had awful starts for I don't I think nine straight years. Yeah. Like we're and even that was the last year they made the playoffs in 2010, 11. They had an awful start. So even years when they weren't terrible, they were terrible in every October. And now two straight years they've had good starts in different ways. Uh, including, like, crazy win streaks or point streaks or whatever these past two years. And both times, they've not only fallen out of where they were and fallen out of the playoff picture, they've fallen into the bottom seven of the NHL. Incredibly. And both times they dropped in the lottery.
0: So, and last year was yeah. significantly worse than, I feel like, the year prior, than the 10-game win streak. And a 10-game win streak, I feel like, was really bad in its own way, considering how late in the season it was when it ended and what they needed to do to get to the playoffs. But I still think last year was worse with not making a 2014 playoff when you started off. You were in, what, it was the first or second week of November, and they were in first place in the league, weren't they? Yeah. So
1: there's a few things in particular I can say that kind of like have shaken my confidence over the years. And this extends beyond the Bills and the Sabres. Because, you know, we're fans of a lot of sports. Mm-hmm. Brendan cheers for a college football team that hasn't won a championship in thirty-two years. Mine hasn't won in twenty-two years. It's been a long time for both of us, <laughs> it's a little really longer sad. for his team. It's really sad. But my team is awful now. And honestly, I never even it's Tennessee Volunteers for those wondering. I never believe anything's going good is gonna happen to them. Um in that, that extends to like, I'm a Yankees fan. Brennan's mm-hmm. a Yankees fan, too. They've had a lot of success, but they lose in the playoffs every year to the point where I'm like, you know, let's make the ALCS and lose there because that's respectable, to be a right. respectable place to lose. But there's mo- there's been moments throughout my life that, like, I think distinctly, like, have killed whatever confidence I had because I gained some confidence maybe at some point, like, hmm, maybe good things could happen. Mm-hmm. it's like, no, not going to happen. And I try to remember some of those. So my first one I really remember – is actually not the 99 Stanley Cup or the Music City Miracle, neither of which I was really that upset about, I guess because I was six, maybe.. <laughs> Fair. but but when I was eight, I was much more uh, seasoned uh, the game seven of the 2001 World Series, which I Ooh, couldn't watch because it ended after midnight that. and it was mm-hmm. but um, I had to my dad woke me up the next day to tell me and I was very upset. But with the bills in particular, actually, I'm not going to talk about the 2003 World Series, which I don't think happened. Or, (laughs) really, really the turning point in my life, the 2004 ALCS. Oh, my God. yankees Sox comeback series. But within that, the Bills, just by themselves, did so many things uh, that kind of affected the way I thought about life after. Which is a sad way to think, but I really like sports. Mm -hmm. So, it had a big impact on me. So, I'm just going to list off a couple here. 2003 December game, Bills are on a two-game win streak. They need to win every game. They need to win out to keep their playoff hopes alive. They're facing the Titans. Steve McNair is out. They lose to Billy Volek, and in fact, they did that after. That's
0: a name drop, by the way. Yeah, Billy Volek. Wow.
1: Some some fans might remember. Real heads know that the Bills actually scored what could have been the game tying touchdown, except that they went for the two. They went to the. They went for the two point conversion to tie and I believe it was Bobby Shaw, dropped the ball. So they lost 28-26. Mm. 2004 Bills, look them up. I don't want to get I, into that. I can't even get into that. It's
0: not okay. I just I'll, My only thing that I have to say about the 2004 Bills is that it is not okay that now 16 years later, I don't think, even six, like there's a few times a year that just Tommy Maddox pops into my head and I internally scream.
1: Well- let me, like, why? Let me put something else in your head, bud.
0: Brian St.
1: Pierre. Uh,
0: see, get the...
1: Yeah. So bad. Move on. What's but, the... but Ugh. real quick, that team is absolutely going to have a better point differential than this year's Bills. Isn't what team? Isn't that insane? Team? The 4 Bills. What? It's plus 111.
0: Come on. I swear to God. And Bledsoe, like... Awful. Was not... Awful. Very good. You actually were the one that opened my eyes to that. Like... I knew he wasn't, like, great that season, but, like, the fact that they were in playoff contention until the fourth quarter of the last game of the season, like, I did not realize that Bloodsoe, not that great. Real quick aside, everyone, if you're wondering. Taylor's a big Bloodsoe hater.
1: Yes, for a few reasons. Mostly he got dredged back up because people insisted he was a better Bills quarterback than Tyrod, and to that I would say you just don't remember that time period then. Mm -hmm. So, 2004... um, Football Outsiders, which is a great website, fan stats, but it's really grounded and they measure every play of every season back to 1985. The Bills are the best team they've ever tracked to not make the playoffs. They had the Bills as the number one defense and number one special teams in all four. Yeah, which makes sense if you think about what? it. The four defense was awesome. Bad They had a ton of picks. They could sack. They got after the quarterback every game. May- Sam Adams,
0: right? Tekeo. I'm trying to Tekeo. London guys. Fletcher, Ant Aaron Chouble, uh, oh Antoine uh, Winfield. Winfield, I think Clemens is back there. Yeah,
1: I don't know if Winfield is or not at that point, but Nate Clemens is obviously of back course. there. Yep. Terrence McGee, he was back, and then there, Terrence right? McGee and Roscoe Parrish also returning. You know, Roscoe oh, Parrish. No, no, no. Love Roscoe. Roscoe. No, no on Roscoe. He was drafted. He wasn't the next there. Oh, okay. he was eventually a great punt returner. Miami. Terrence Hurricanes McGee right? returned kicks. And so did uh, return, punt returner was Fast Freddie Williams, whose wow. name was actually Jonathan Smith, not Williams. Fast Freddie Smith. Sorry, I was getting my common names mixed. It's okay, I'm getting. This is way too long for an aside. I said it was going to be quick. <laughs> anyway, they had a great special teams, great defense, and on oh. offense they had Eric Molds and Lee Evans, mm-hmm. and then at running back they had Travis Henry and Willis McGahee. Uh, tight end, they had Mark Campbell and Tim Ewis, so it wasn't strong all around. Not great, not great. <laughs> but <laughs> Bledsoe was so bad, they missed the playoffs with that team. They went 9-7. and seven. They they could have been easily 12-4. and 40. And they
0: lost to Tommy Maddox.
1: Tommy Maddox and Brian St. Pierre. Oh, man.
0: The Steelers went, we,
1: we have everything locked up, we're not starting Ben Roethlisberger. And then they went, well, Tommy Maddox is our backup. We we don't want him to be hurt for the playoffs either. Let's get Brian St. Pierre out there. Uh. Uh, so they still lost. Drew Bledsoe, by the way, for those who are, are thinking right now. No but, wonder why we're all depressed. Drew Bledsoe, didn't he throw for a lot of yards? He did in 2002. In 2003 and 2004, he threw fewer than 3,000 yards while starting 16 games in both seasons. And let me tell you, he wasn't making <laughs> up for it on the ground.
0: Noted mobile quarterback, Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. Oh my Cinder God. blocks for feet. Anyways. So.
1: Let's move on from that real quick so I can just talk about the other things I'm mad about. 2000, <laughs> the 2005 Sage Rosenfels game.
0: Can we just say this topic is pretty much just us airing out our sports trauma? Yeah. It's, okay.
1: It's going to be a lot of bills. This is
0: going to be fun. <laughs> uh, two, 2005 Sage Rosenfels game. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, three touchdowns for Lee Evans in the first quarter. Bills are up 23-3 to uh, with, I think, 11 minutes left. The starter, I think it was Gus Frerotte for the Dolphins. The Ooh. Dolphins were ass that season.
0: It was
1: Nick Saban's first season. Gus Frerotte gets hurt. Sage Rosenfels comes in and whoops our ass for three straight touchdown drives. Chris Chambers over 200 yards, unbelievable. God, I hate that game. I forgot how much I, I missed. Hate that game. I missed the fourth quarter because I was out. I was playing football with my friends nice. and I came back inside. Unbelie, I still can't believe that happened. The 2008 collapse in general. Because this is an important Uh, point. We might get here again with the Bills. Cardinals clowning us again. Yeah. We might get here again with the Bills or Sabres at some point in the future. But despite bad things happening, you can gain confidence again. Especially if you're young and stupid like I was in 2008. 2008, the Bills start 4-0. And I was insanely confident. I remember thinking before that season when the Bills signed Marcus Stroud. Wow. uh, I remember thinking stupid. And Kweka Mitchell, I think. Yeah. They're going to make the Super Bowl. I was just very confident. Like Trent, that. baby. <laughs> yeah, Trent was their quarterback, who I didn't even really like. Mm. Uh, but I loved Marshawn. I thought Marshawn was great. I thought Pazlezny was going to be the defensive player of the year. I was an idiot. I don't know how many times <laughs> I can say that. And they were 4-0, and then they were 5-1. and People forget, but again, again, the real heads remember, mm-hmm. Trent's best game as a bill came after his concussion. They bye week, they came back, they beat the Chargers in Buffalo to go 5-1, and and then... The next week, they played the Dolphins, who were surprisingly good to Chad Pennington.
0: That was the Wildcat year, right?
1: Yes. They were down. The Bills were down like nine. They were winning during the game, and then they were down like nine. And I remember having the most confidence in the world. Like, they're going to come back. Mm -hmm. Because they did that three weeks in a row after the first week of the season. They did that weeks two, three, and four. And I was like, they can just come back whenever they want. Trent Edwards can do whatever he wants. And he didn't, obviously, because he sucked. (laughs) And they lost, and I was like, "Wow, can that happen?" I remember the, uh, the next week, the Brett Favre Jets were at the Jets. Brett Favre threw his 300th interception to Jabari Greer.
0: Jabari, wow,
1: yeah, 300 interceptions. Can you imagine? I
0: love these names that are just and being the, thrown. The Bills in my were memories.
1: kind of dominated in that game. They were they were dominated. I should say the Jets mm-hmm. dominated them, and i remember just. Throughout the course of the game, just losing confidence to an insane degree. Just getting absolutely furious. And there's a bunch of other things that season they won't bring up. It's not important. The next year is a 6-3 game, which temporarily made me not care about the Bills or anything in general. Made me think that it was possible for sports to be good. (laughs) Uh, Then Uh, 2011, freshman in college, again, still stupid. I had (laughs) no confidence in the Bills going into that year. I had no belief in them. I thought they sucked. Uh, and then they were awesome and kicked Skane City. That's the first week. You all remember the whole thing. Oh they, yeah, This team was 5-2. and two. Fitz was awesome. This is the difference, actually. The 08 team, if you scrambled the 08 team's games up and just showed me them out of order, you'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. They were 7-9 and nine team. If you did that with the 2011 team, it makes no sense. The OA team just had easier games early. The 2011 team beat the Patriots. They threw like 350 yards on the raiders they went toe to toe with jason Campbell. they killed the chiefs who were bad but still they killed them they they beat wow. they beat the hell out of the redskins who were or, well now the washington football team mm-hmm. not as good they had all they beat the eagles who were supposed to be really good like it was a completely different team and then they were awful in the second half of the year whereas the OA bills lost a bunch of close infuriating games or relatively close games this team got smacked over and over It was was insane. They got figured out so bad. And that, that again, my confidence was gone again. And I really didn't get back as a Bills fan until recently. Mm. And I don't want to talk about what happened this January. So... No. Sabres We were together for that. Yes, we were.
0: Screaming in your living room. Who was screaming? (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about what you did after the game, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And so after the... (laughs) This is one of my favorite memories, I think, of our entire friendship. But after the Bills lost to Houston, like, mind you, at Taylor's house this night, there's probably, what would you say, like 10 people who were there all together? At that like, point, yeah. yeah.
1: Pre-COVID,
0: can you Pre-co- I know, I was like, 10 people in a room, what? Um, so we're all like... Completely ob- nude. Just, <laughs> butt naked, no. <laughs> so we're obviously devastated and like, just infuriating, mad, just upset emotionally all over the place and Taylor is like hold on and just takes his remote and goes to YouTube <laughs> And began, if I remember correctly, just playing like all of the worst Bills. No,
1: so it was one video. <laughs>
0: yeah. And it was, it was uh, a compilation was of the a compil- worst- It thing- was a compilation video of all of like the worst moments in Bills' history. Yeah. It <laughs> literally was. And sitting, everybody else is in the other room, and Taylor is just sitting on his couch, just like with a beer in his hand. like sh- I'm like crying, laughing, thinking about it, just like shaking his head, <laughs> being like just uh just Wait. moments of silence and then also just like screaming profanities too uh
1: also the video was set to an avril levine song yeah
0: to, oh, that was the other thing too <laughs> what song was it it was uh it's not it's it wasn't not keep holding on you. um it wasn't
1: it's not called i miss you but it's like the um like remember that oh
0: yes 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 uh no uh or it, is it i or i'm with I'm, I'm with you. you. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah that just uh, so imagine that just the saddest moments of your childhood set to I'm with you by Avril Lavigne while in a, a room of 10 people drunk and upset as hell about the Bills losing. And it was it was one of the fondest memories of you that I will hold very near and dear to my heart for the rest of my life.
1: Well, the Patriots lost,
0: so made it better. We didn't ex- we weren't together together for that you left
1: you had to go to a, I oh i had a gig there. that night yeah yeah yeah. so everyone was still over in the pay-off. oh yeah
0: i actually had a show at Nietzsche's that night and i swear to god there probably had to be a hundred people in there and i led several uh tom brady sucks chants and it was awesome
1: nice anyways so that i could get into the other things that shook my confidence in other sports but like i'll just end with this anecdote like this year before i think when would this would have been it was at some point recently but i'm losing track of time I think it was a time when covid was still around but calmer we'll say it was not a surge like it is right yeah. now everything's closed so i went to Meske, which is it's crazy vibe these days for anyone goes to Meske, for well obviously it's closed right now but in the in-between time when it was open for a little while it's very strange obviously you have to wear a mask you sit at a table order food, very different than game days of the past. Very sad. Very excited to get back there for when it's not like this, you know, mm-hmm. post-vaccination era. But anyway, Tottenham was up 3-0 on West Ham with, like, five minutes left. And West Ham's not good. Well, they're okay this year, but I didn't think they were going to be good at this point. And they put three in the net in the last six minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, including stoppage time, too, so maybe, like, last nine minutes. It's the first time it ever happened in Premier League, but right before it happened, I thought, like, they could still lose. Even though they play incredible defensive football, for, like, for the record here, they allowed, like, four goals in, like, the next seven games after this. Wow. Just, like, for context and how insane it was they gave up those three goals. Wow. But I thought, like, that could have happened, and it did. I thought it as soon as they scored the first goal, too. Like, yeah. they could blow this. So that's just another, do another you, example. So another do you sport.
0: feel as though that that is – I mean, this definitely goes without saying – I. I how do I want to put this? Like I mean it's obvious how I guess do you feel as though across the board with all sports that you are like this because of the Bills and Sabres? Uh
1: yeah, that was really my as I kind Like of how D, there, I guess like to yeah. the extent that's the, the I, Mostly because of the Bills, at. I guess. The confidence shaking stuff comes from the Bills. But a lot of the most heartbreaking stuff did happen with regarding the sabres particularly Mm -hmm. 07 i guess Mm -hmm. and really the sabers have been more so than the bills giving me a lot more of the why am i doing this yeah aspect
0: uh because why put yourself through it
1: yeah (laughs) yeah we (laughs) say
0: (laughs) as we host the sabers podcast yeah
1: yeah like it
0: why do we do this to ourselves
1: yeah because it's just like a lot of it's just like oh this is i this is a big waste of time yeah not the podcast, but like watching all these games. This is great. We yeah. love
0: talking to you all. I mean, that's, I guess, the one good thing the Sabres does for us. Yeah. Gives us this.
1: So going forward this year with the Bills, I share your confidence. I felt very confident on Sunday. In fact, I felt very confident for most of this year. It's crazy. How
0: how weird do you feel about it?
1: Oh, it's super weird. It's a super strange feeling. Um, I mean, it really does come back to having a good quarterback because the Bills have had really good defenses in a lot of years. Not to get too specific, but ninety nine oh four, thirteen fourteen 4 13 in 2018. They didn't make the playoffs. They made the playoffs in one of those years, 99. They didn't make the playoffs in any of those
0: other years, mm-hmm.
1: even make the playoffs. I think this team could go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I really think that.
0: Me too. That's a weird statement to yeah. say. You just saying that right now, I swear to God, like, <laughs> I'm listening to you, but you just saying this team could go to the Super Bowl, like it felt like you were talking about another team because it just does not yeah. seem conceivable to me. And that's and, and I share that, I but I share that feeling with you, too. I, I, I is, think they can, too, and it's it the is weirdest.
1: It would feel weird if they went to another shapeable, right? Because then you w- they wouldn't be mm-hmm. just have the four anymore. It'd mm-hmm. be strange. It, it's also like I was trying to think the other day of all the times... I was trying to count in my head to see if I was right about how many times the Bills have made the playoffs total in franchise history. I was trying to see if I could do it off the top of my head. And here's a crazy thing. I... Almost forgot twenty nineteen and twenty seventeen. It's like, oh yeah, those yeah. Those, are, those count now. Those are I seasons know. that happened. It's real. Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy. And I think, in particular, um, what's different about these teams? Like, if the 0-4 team went, that would have been really cool. I would have enjoyed it a lot. Our playoff draw would only been yeah th- thirteen years or Not twelve years or whatever. Thirteen years, yeah, would only been thirteen years or whatever it was. Uh, but it. That that would have been a one-off, and there wouldn't have been really that many memorable Bills on the team. I mean, we remember them, but they're yeah. not memorable. <laughs> I'm cursed to remember everyone who plays for this team, but, Yikes. like, Tequila Spikes <laughs> would have been, like, the best Bill on that team, I guess. Oh, Molde is on that team. Molda. Yeah. There's a couple guys like that. Whereas this team, I feel like there's guys I, I can see it. Like, these guys are wall of famers or guys that will be remembered for a long mm-hmm. time Diggs, i think will be one of those guys
0: i'm so happy we got him oh he, yeah he's the, i think we've made this point before coolest bill since Marchand. and to, and when i say cool i mean obviously very subjectively but just like yeah, them as think. a person being cool
1: yeah that's a great that's a great question i'd have to think about it but he might be
0: I don't. I can't think of anybody else who also. I mean, Stevie was definitely cool, oh, but I don't. Stevie was awesome. He was awesome, Stevie. but I don't. He wasn't Marshawn, and I don't think he's Diggs. Like in terms <laughs> yeah. of coolness and coolness, no I'm talking shit. about cool factor. Yeah, you know, I, I don't really. I don't know. I mean, Trey is definitely up there too. Oh, uh, Trey's a good Trey is, I like Trey. Yeah, a lot. Trey is definitely up there. That the fact that we have both of them on the same team. Like, I would never have thought that Buffalo Sports, like, the sa- or the Bills, I mean, would have, like... You're right, like, so many guys like that that I'm like, wow, like, I'm watching somebody who's going to be, like, a historical part of this franchise that I'm going to remember.
1: Yeah, Allen uh, will more than likely break Kelly's touchdown pass record this year for single season. Mm-hmm. He's already broken the total touchdown record for, record- for anyone, Diggs has
0: already set the receiving. Uh, he surpassed... Molds. Molds, and then he... Isn't um, what else is he close on? Isn't he uh for receiving yards? Well, Isn't he getting close?
1: Yeah, he must be. I imagine
0: because I know. I, yeah, the mold was with reception. And really, but... like
1: most teams have or have recently had their like. Single season like touchdown record quarterback because passings exploded, but you have to understand it. It didn't for the Bills. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is going through a passing explosion. Not the, even when the Bills had a competent quarterback in Tyrod, they had a run based offense, and they 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 were throwing for like two hundred ten yards a game on average. It was not good. No, it was not exciting.
0: Not at all. I know it's it's that's the. I guess that's more so even the thing. Like like you said, we've seen good. Bill's defenses, but we have never seen an offense like this. Oh yeah, that just—it's it, amazing. Like, yeah, it, it is truly incredible to watch. Like it is without question the best offense that I've either of us have ever seen in our lifetimes. Oh, absolutely, not even close. Um, so I, well, let's bring this into let's bring the Sabres into this conversation because oh, uh, are you sure? Yeah, I, I know, sad. Um, because it's interesting with them because. It was a total, like, the flip, or the switch has been totally flipped. Um, I mean, early memories of the Sabres was only good, you know? And and even, like, you know, like I said, I mean, 99 was early, probably my earliest, like, legitimate memory. But um, even after that, I mean, you still had, what, we had a year, another year of Hashek, and then... um, even after he left, I mean, it was only two years until the lockout. And then after the lockout, it was like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing. And that is really – I mean, the 5 06 team and, and the 6 07 team, you know, that is, I feel like, to my core, why I deeply romanticize sports in the way that I do. Um, and it has made me realize that the lows of – like just the past 10 years of the Sabres, really, and just like being just so horrifically bad. I, I feel like I feel that low more than I feel more than I felt, I guess, the the high of like the Yankees winning in 08. Um, it just, I, I, because the thing is, is like, I, I love Oh, the oh, Yan- oh wait a second, yeah, 09, 09, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, but that's the thing, like, I. I love I love the Yankees like they are my team. I lo- like Notre Dame is my college football team, um, you know. I I love like the Celtics too. Like I I'm a huge Celtics fan. I promise I'm not like a, a horrible Boston sports fan. Everybody, this I just have a weird exception with the Celtics. I hate all of their other Buffalo sport or their the other Boston sports teams, um, but even the Celtics in 08, like it, that was amazing and I was jumping for joy like you know when they won the finals and even before that and even when they brought in Garnett like I still remember that night like finding that out was and and when they got Allen too was just like pure elation um but it's still in my mind like the the depth of the feeling it does not compare to the lows of and even the highs too I guess to an extent of of the Bills and Sabres and so I guess that's Kind of the thing is that I can, with other, like, I definitely feel as though my fanhood and the hardships and just consistent failure that we've experienced, um, it it certainly influences how I look at other sports, but I think at the end of the day, because I've never known what it's felt like to have, like, like, my team win, you know, like the hometown team, like, when the Yankees, like, you know, when they won the World Series and the State, I was like, oh my God, like, we, feeling like it's like a wee thing, but like, it's not. It, it's, it, it's a different animal, I feel like, when it's your hometown team. Um, and I'm not saying that to sound like sappy or basic or anything like that, but I think it's the truth. I think that, you know, I... I and maybe this does sound just like super, like, basic and obvious, but I don't know. I, I just feel as though just getting a taste of having the bills or the sabers win a championship it would without and i'm sure everybody who's listening feels this way too but it would change my life honestly in a way that like i can't even like fathom or really like think about you know because we've just never known anything like that at all all we have known is heartbreak like just deep deep heartbreak um and even when good things have happened you know it's usually at the result of heartbreak or when we've had good things happen, they're followed by heartbreak, you know, like 05, 06, and O six, oh seven were great. That was followed by Briere and Drury leaving and just like the helplessness that that felt that we felt because of that. You know, getting Jack Eichel was amazing, but the result but that was a result of a year of just I mean it was fun, like the, the, everything, like the the craziness of like the tank year. But, like, that was horrible. And that I really do feel like the tank years, while I'm still very firmly pro-tank, um, it it messed me up, I think, a little bit. Just with, like, my overall psyche with how I, I look at these teams. So, I don't know. I guess the point I'm getting back to is, is just not understanding what it's like to win a championship with the Bills or Sabres. And because not only is it that, like, you know, it's been heartbreaking stuff like i can't emphasize that enough it's it's not like they've just been like bad really bad things have happened to these teams
1: um so but regarding the sabers i think there is something to to what you you kind of alluded to about the tank isn't that just that season was so miserable it was that what happened after uh didn't go well (laughs) um like looking at the tankier, yeah, that sucked. But there was a lot of hope. I'm, I'm talking that about- That is the point that I was getting. I know I, yeah. I,
0: I, I danced around that. That was the point I was trying to make with like everything that has been good or bad, like everything good that's happened has either been preceded by or afterwards has just been pure misery.
1: Yeah. And I, I guess that's it because there's not real any, any real celebration. It was just like unfulfilled hope. Mm-hmm. or promise i guess like i was very negative about the Sabers for i'm gonna mind looking at my wrist right now <laughs> a really long time and slowly i started to feel really good about their future because of the prospects they had i'll never make that mistake again <laughs> call me when you're producing here honestly mm-hmm. casey Middlestat. um but like I would say throughout the year where they got Sam Reinhardt, the 2013-14 season, and throughout the, especially throughout the 2014-15 season, I just felt really good. I covered the 2014 prospect camp in person, and I was like, holy shit, this is a lot of guys. Some of them have to be good. And then included Reinhardt, and then eventually they had Evander Kane in tow, and they got like, they secured Eichel, and then they traded for O'Reilly at the draft, and then they also got Leonard, who I thought might be pretty good. He, eh, he's okay. And it was like, oh, wow. This team's, like, legit. And then, actually, the next year, they weren't bad. They got 81 points. They have not touched that since. Um, and then they signed Oposo. And then they also got, like, minor things like Cody Fronson. And it's like, could this team be good? And I was so convinced they were going to be good. A lot of analytics Twitter was, like, putting the, the kibosh on that. Like, pump the brakes. The Sabres aren't really anything yet. And I was like, oh, they got Eichel, Reinhardt, mm-hmm. Kane, O'Reilly, Oposo. That's awesome. They didn't get Jimmy VC, but whatever. And what happened? They were... Awful in the first part of that year. And frankly, they never really got to the point where they're that good. Like, they were better in the middle third of the year. And that was, like, a big, like, confidence, like, uh-oh. And, like, I was like, wait, is Tim Murray suck? And then I immediately flipped to, he does suck. And I was right. And then, like, after that, the next year happens. They're the worst team in the league with these, these same guys. Mm-hmm. Like, There's so many things that went wrong. And I've ne- I haven't really, I mean, I felt pretty good at the beginning of some of these years. But I don't think there's anything disappointing to me as, like, the fall of 2016.
0: No. Like more ways than one. But, like, Ugh. regarding the Sabres. Yeah, I know. I know.
1: Like, the way the way that they just came out and they are like, mm, actually we aren't good. We're worse than we were last year. And it was confounding. And it, it didn't even just make me think, like, oh, wow, Maybe this team isn't good. Maybe it'll never be good. It's like, oh, wow, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. You don't understand anything. And if they were going to be good, you wouldn't know it. <laughs> it's like, that that really hurts. And honestly, that that's the kind of stuff that makes it hard to get invested. But, but, I do feel confident again this time about the Bills. Mm-hmm. I know I've set that up to be a bad thing with how everything's gone. But this time, I have a lot more evidence. I think there was a lot of that time I didn't have evidence the sabers example is a time when i i had evidence it just turned out i was wrong mm-hmm. i was ignoring some things and i think that's a big thing with a lot of these times i thought i had help why i say i was an idiot in 08 or 11 or 03 or whatever or different times with the sabers is you have to ignore a bunch of stuff you have to put that stuff out of your head and convince yourself that the stuff you're focusing on is the stuff that matters but now you don't have to do that i don't really have to do that with the bills like I can look at this season and go, they're ten and three. What's bad? The defense wasn't great at the beginning. Now it's playing well. Not a concern anymore. The special teams has been meh. Whatever. It's not one third of the game, despite what some people on the NFL Network like to say. Mm-hmm. They they lost the Titans, Chiefs, and Cardinals. Well, Cardinals they lost a road game on a hail mary. I'm not going to get too mad about it. Titans and Chiefs games both got moved. Well, you know what the Chiefs game? I'll just say whatever. The Chiefs are more talented than them. The Titans game extenuating circumstances. Mm-hmm. I know they got blown out, but really... And the Titans are a team that I don't... I'm not especially thrilled to see in the playoffs, if they do. But it, it was strange circumstances. They didn't even know if they are going to play them or not. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm saying is there is evidence... To, to tie the entire episode together, there is evidence the Bills are good. You're not dumb for believing in them. They could make or win the Super Bowl, theoretically. Like, it's, it's more than possible, and it's, you know it's time to feel good about stuff, and if you can try to let that some of that stuff go. Now I will not make it be making the same pitch for the Sabers. No, no. Honestly, no. If you want to hear my pitch for the Sabers? Give it to me this year. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna read a book? No, you're not. You gonna go to the gym? Gyms are all. Well, some of the gyms are all about up, the
0: up. optimism here, folks. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think for the Bills this year, the mindset. It, and again, weird to say, but it's for me. It's Super Bowl or nothing. It's like who are you? You know, like we know how good this team is. We know that they have talent everywhere. Um, Ten and three is a big deal. They realistically should be eleven and two. Um, and, and with that being said, if that's the case, then they're fighting for a two seed. Like that's insane. Like that. Yeah. Even now, they're only a game back of that, and that's not going to happen. But. Even now, I mean, that's it, it's crazy. So, to me, you know, last year when people were, like, when we, when we lost, it was almost as though some fans were quick to jump on people for being, like, pissed off and, like, upset about it because they were like, come on, we made it here. Like, this is great. And it's like, uh-uh, that's not the mindset this year. Like, if they lose in the first round this year, failure. If they yeah. lose in the second, like, they, I mean, they need to win a playoff game. That's flat out. Like, this team is too good and we as fans have been through too much for them to not win a playoff game and that needs to be every single person's expectation there's no, like the days of us just being happy to be there which, even last year, constitutes that for sure, too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it was just awesome getting in last year. It was crazy. Two or three years in the playoffs, that was unheard of for us.
1: To true, true extent. But also, they were winning 16 nothing.
0: They were. Well, yeah. I guess I'm saying, I'm more so saying going into it. Like, yeah. obviously, I'm not trying to be like, oh, what? I, like, I cared and I wanted them to win last year. And I felt like they could. Don't get me wrong. But they could have in 2017, too. Oh, yeah. Of course they could have. Well, and that's, but that's the thing, though, is that. It's not a matter of could have. Like I don't care who you are playing against. If it's Cleveland, you are you should beat Cleveland. If it's Tennessee, you should beat Tennessee. Whoever. If it's Miami, you pummel them. Yeah. You know, like this year, like that needs to be the mindset. Um, and yeah, I mean, bring it back. I I just it's a it's a very weird feeling to have this level of confidence in them because with the Sabers, as you had mentioned, it's just it's just not it's not realistic it's not right um and i don't know i mean i i seriously like the fact that the matter is is i know i'm not alone in this either but like how many people how many of you listening right now in the middle of the past couple of seasons post um the 2018 winning streak post 2019 winning streak that like In the aftermath of that, that you were sitting there after we had just fallen so hard and thought to yourself, like, is this ever going to get better? Because I've had that thought with the Sabres a few too many times. And that just it shouldn't happen. When you have a piece like Jack Eichel and you have a piece like Rasmus Dahlin, it is just – it's insanity to think, like, will we ever be good enough? Is this ever going to end? What is it going to take – for this to end, and there's a lot of reasons that I that we all feel that way. It's it's it could be ownership. It's 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 management. It's it's the coaching staff. Um, it is the the personnel moves. It's the it's the deployment, you know. But I, I don't know. I, I just don't know if I guess if there's a light at the end of the tunnel, really, for the Sabers to have like long-term sustained success. And I'm sure that there is. And of course, there's a, nothing is impossible, but. I feel so hopeless with them, and that's, again, like a product of just what the past 10 years have been, because it's even the same thing like with the Bills, like before 2017, it was just like, I mean, my God, 17 years of that was grueling and horrible, like nobody should have to experience that, and so when the time came for the Bills, I mean for a while... I guess that's what really the difference is. Is that like the Bills at least had seasons where they had a nine and seven season. They had a couple of eight and eights, and seven and nines. Exactly. Well, yeah. With the Sabres though, it has been like you have had teams that should have made the playoffs last year. You should have made the playoffs with having Ryan O'Reilly and Jack Eichel on the same team. You should make the playoffs, and they just haven't. And they've just been bad. Like 81 points like yeah, like oh, that was a definitely an improvement from intentionally trying to lose for 2 years straight. But that's that's it's what a low bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like and so I guess bringing that point back home, you know, I feel more optimistic about the Sabres this year than I have in a while, but like I look at other teams in the division, and even in the new division, and I'm like, they're just not good enough. They're never going to be good. Like, will they ever be good? I shouldn't say they never will be, but will they ever, you know? Yeah. And that's Buffalo sports, baby. Doom and gloom. Just when it hits, it hits. And it's just because it's it's a familiarity thing, too. You know, it's just like you had said before. It's like you almost don't allow yourself to even have expectations in the first place. It's crazy. It's it's crazy.
1: So, anyway.
0: <laughs> Thank you for coming to our therapy session, everybody. Yeah. Uh,
1: if you're feeling the same way, I might recommend an actual therapist. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so I have we have two quizzes here today. They're both pretty quick ones. Cool. Um, so now we're, we were talking about the Bills a lot today, even though this... I, I promise this is a Sabres podcast, and pretty soon there will be a season... And yeah, you
0: guys understand, right? Yeah, like you all like last week wasn't really a Sabres episode. And
1: no, that was fun though. It was yeah. Maybe for next sure. time we talk about movies, we can just actually talk about them. You know what? I also them.
0: <laughs> can. Can I also just say something that I did realize? Like we've so we've talked about this with with the the guys from the hockey podcast network, and they're great about it. Like they are very open and like encouraging of us using the time to, you know, at from time to time talk about non sports things, and. Yeah, I think last week we were just like, we didn't know what to do. We were like, oh, wow, we can just kind of do this and just let it go, like let it rip with just naming movies and stuff. But we should make that like a thing where we can like – Talk about movies and music and pop culture stuff going on, like from time to time. I mean, that's what Rick's Reviews was, which which got the whole podcasting game off the ground for us. So maybe that's we true. maybe we bring that back a little bit. We do because we didn't. We never really argue on the Sabre stuff. We never do because we're both like this. Fucking sucks. Yeah, we used to argue pretty all much every that. week. Oh we yeah, the
1: episode that was super fun uh, of for Rick's Reviews. It was like in which 2018. One? It's like me, you, and our, our pal Connor McCarthy, and we were just all three of us yelling
0: at each just other. screaming and about he Marvel movies.
1: he showed up movies? halfway through the interview with beer, <laughs> and we were just yelling at each other about stuff. That was a lot more
0: fun. It was a great time. Remember we did the, the top ten sitcom list, and you and I just, like, I was just appalled listening to your list. Yeah. Because of some brutal omissions. No,
1: no, it wasn't omission. It was not an omission. They were on the list. You're talking about the office.
0: You it on the list. had it, it just, at like twelve. That's not what omission. Means. Yeah, yeah. You, but it was a list of ten, and you. Made no, it no, 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 no. It was fifteen. That's and I ridiculous. had him fourteen. That's ridiculous. That's good. There's oh.
1: been hundreds of sitcoms.
0: Whatever, man. <laughs> Top fifteen. Tell I'm me what get. your quiz is. Damn it. <laughs> All right,
1: so, th- so the last time the Bills have won the division, this has been thrown out a lot. Uh, by the way, by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening a little late, the Bills might already won the division. Who's to say? True. Um, and next time we talk, they might have already. Mm-hmm. So. It was 1995. Now, coincidentally, maybe not coincidentally, that was also the last year the Bills won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know who they beat. This is not part. In of In what it was. year?
0: 99. You said. 95. Oh, 95.
1: Uh... By the way, this is not the longest playoff win streak in football. Who? Uh, who Cleveland. Who,
0: who would it have been? Detroit are longer. Um. I don't know. Well, who was it? I'm... The Dolphins. They it, well, the Dolphins okay, I was going hey, to so. say.
1: I knew that it. was December 30th, 1995. Okay. 25 years ago in two weeks. Cool. Um, that year, the Buffalo Sabres, the 95-96 season, they are playing their last year in the odd. Mm-hmm. They missed the playoffs. Only time they missed the playoffs with Hashik actually. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the first Ted Nolan year. Now, can you name their top 10 scorers?
0: The Sabres. Yeah. Top 10 from that. Okay. Um... La Fontaine,
1: Yes, number one with 91 points.
0: Okay. You said this is 95, 96? Yep. I'm naming? All right. Oh, man, this is going to be brutal. Their top 10. Is Doug Bodger on the list?
1: So, no, he was – I don't know if he was hurt or got Damn. traded or what, but he didn't score very much that year. Okay. He got, that might have been the year he got
0: traded. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. No, I think he might have been there for one more year, right? He might have been
1: hurt this year because he barely had any oh, points. Oh
0: man! All right. Um, wow, you're in like no man's land area of my Sabers expertise right now. Like it's There's, right these guys between. You've heard of, okay, there are guys. All right. Um, is Jeff Sanderson here yet? No. No. Before him. Yeah. Um, hold on. Vaclav Varad. No, that's still no. Too... He
1: was traded this year. Saber straight him the sharks this season.
0: Oh, Bodger? Yeah, early oh, in the shit. Season. yeah. Oh wow, I didn't I thought that was the next one. Oh man, I am I am struggling. Alright. Um how many defensemen are on this list?
1: Okay. Uh I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I don't know. Some of the well, there's one. It's definitely a defenseman. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think he might be the only one though, but you could get mad at me later. Alexei sure. Zitnik. Yes.
0: Okay. He had to be low on that list, right? I think he. Thirty-six. I was gonna say he had like thirty-five that year. That I do. But he
1: is seventh.
0: Oh, he's seventh. Okay. Um, It's too early for Shatan. It's probably too early for like. It's definitely too early for a guy like Gratton. Uh, Too early. If you
1: want to go out, do not call Chris Gratton before 11. Do
0: not. <laughs> Don't do it. All right. Oh, he's a night owl. God. Um. Eric Rasmussen. No. <laughs> um, There's a really
1: good guy on here.
0: A really good guy. Yeah.
1: Who the hell? That's not much of a hint. I I
0: think you would guess.
1: He's not very high
0: either. A really good guy. Yeah, he's a great guy oh my god um no it's not pekka yet he wouldn't be there is it pekka is he it's on pekka this list oh okay wow ninth
1: with 31 points was that his rookie season i think he might have been a future selkie winner yeah wow and pekka. i thought of him early but i didn't for, think he would have been there what is michael pekka most known for his
0: saber? gorgeous head of hair no come on oh what
1: this is a podcast staple Michael Pekka? He can shoot tuna cans with a hockey stick into the cart.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, My bad. Anyway, uh,
1: going forward.
0: Okay. Mm. Steve Hines.
1: No, way too early.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. See, this is what I mean. Oh, my God, this is brutal. I have some guys coming in my head, but I just... Mm. You said Jitnik was seventh with 36 points yeah yep. is richard Schmelick on the list nope <laughs> like how oh my god um do you have any hints you can give me at all like just to at least get my memory going sure here?
1: one of these guys scored uh a very memorable goal the
0: was playoffs. pierre turgeon traded by this point by the way oh yeah yeah
1: wasn't he traded for LaFontaine?
0: He was actually. Duh. Um, that's what I. All right. So it was a memorable goal. In the playoffs. In what year? Well, that would give it away. Oh, it would give it away. Okay. Just
1: think about it. Around this time,
0: Brad May. He... Wow.
1: I wasn't going to say that, but yes, Brad May had 44 points. He cool. Was I was thinking of someone else who scored after this time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Another memorable goal in the playoffs.
0: Wouldn't be Jason Woolley. Nope. He said memorable, but that's what I was thinking. Um, I am just so, so dumb. Uh, God. Do you have any other hints you can give me? I'll come back to that one.
1: Here's a guy with a specialized uh, regenerate goal call. Mm. Two of them, actually.
0: This is horrible. This is so bad. Oh, my God. Um, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Everybody, I'm sorry.
1: Here's here's a different one. Okay. Sabres uh, had a trio of guys who were not extraordinarily clean players. You have one of them in Brad May.
0: (laughs) There's no way that you're going to tell me... That he's not Rob Ray. Is what re- you say? No. Yeah, of course not. I was gonna say. I was mean, what? Um, not Eric Bolton. I don't think. Just no, before that, yep. yeah. 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 Um. Damn, I'm doing so bad. I just keep thinking of early two thousand Sabers. Mm. Michael Grosick is he on this? No. Jesus not Holzinger, right? Holzinger is 12th with 20 points. Christ. Oh my God um, Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy
1: <laughs> So you've, you've got a lot of hints out. How right
0: many now. yeah how many do I have to go? like four more five more Six six good. All right, so we have, for the hints, memorable playoff goal. What were the other ones? Specialized Famous RJ call. RJ call and then a grinder. Yeah. Um, you I got call
1: this guy more talented Pat Coletta of his day.
0: <laughs> what? Um, can you give me their number? <laughs> I'm ready to just punt.
1: Okay, let's, let's do some... Uh, some oh, this advanced sense so the goal was in game seven of a series in overtime It gave the Sabers a series win
0: in the nineties yep uh
1: it led to a famous richgina call
0: can you give me? one of these names to just like try and get my memory going sure, you know, it doesn't have to be that one, one. That I,
1: I can't think of a hint for Okay, number 2 on this list with 58 points is Randy Burridge
0: oh there's a, a 0% chance I would have guessed him I
1: couldn't think of any hints for him <laughs> alright so number 3 <laughs> is not... 56 points that's who I was talking about he scored a goal savers 1 game 7 a 96-97 season
0: I'm mad, Taylor. I'm blanking, man.
1: And then Rick Jennerette said, "Are you ready, Legion of Doom? Here come the Buffalo Sabers."
0: I know, I know. I'm I'm blanking on names. I'm having a complete and utter brain malfunction right now. Okay,
1: here's one you have. There's one you have to get, oh, and I'll give this you the rest. Sucks. You have to get this. Okay, one. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. He played for the Sabers for a long time, and then he played in the NHL after that, even. And then he worked for ESPN. And he got a DWI. Matthew Barnaby? Yes. Ah. Uh, All right, here's one you could have gotten, but you okay. would have been wrong. Okay. Donald Audette was 11th.
0: I he Yeah. I hurt that way. I wouldn't even... Have, I,
1: I, was, I was thinking you were going to guess that, so I wrote his name in, down, and down to remember that he was injured there. I year. didn't
0: think he would have been there by that point. Oh, he when was there... When did he get... The, wait, or... What early is, 90s.
1: He was there throughout the 90s, and then he came back in 2001.
0: Right, but didn't he when did we trade him though or when did he leave the like that's what i'm saying i'm not saying that he
1: uh the next year maybe i don't know
0: i thought i just thought that he would have been like gone um
1: all right want to hear who else you missed you missed four guys basically yeah uh well you missed more
0: same slowly but yes
1: number three
0: Derek plant that is 56 points i suck that i should have had
1: that you know what i'm talking about though right
0: yeah no no i i that i you shouldn't have needed to even tell me that for me to guess him i've we've all talked right. about him on the show before here's
1: one oh. that I, I didn't give you a hint on
0: i'm disgusted with myself gary Gailey,
1: 54 points i would not have gotten that so i don't that's feel that one. bad all right number 5 i gave you a hint on he had the specialized goal call who's that jason Dahl.
0: wow that's a points. name okay yep yep that would have been a a lot of searching
1: and then number ten was Yuri Himelev. Not very good. Alright, I don't Yuri, really like, feel bad guys. about
0: that. That was kinda of tough actually. Alright, this quiz is actually easier. Okay. What do we so got? So
1: after the Bills beat the uh, Dolphins.
0: <laughs> I apologize, everybody. Again, ninety five ninety six, not my year. Not no, my year. It wasn't
1: the Sabres year either.
0: No, clearly so not. Forgettable.
1: In uh in that time in so the Sabres or excuse the the Bills beat the Dolphins. They move on to the divisional round for okay. the for the last time. <laughs> And since then, they've lost six straight playoff games. Who have they lost to? The first one was the following week, January 6th, 1996, and then the divisional round.
0: Wait, who have the Bills lost to? Yep. Since... they're six
1: playoff games since they'll win. Now...
0: Oh, boy. What All right, happened? well, the Titans has won.
1: Well, okay. I figured we would go in order.
0: Oh, well, okay.
1: January 6th, ninety-six, divisional round. My birthday.
0: My third birthday. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. Did you give me anything? I didn't know you then. Uh, a few more years. Likely excuse. Who? Uh, who would it be then? Ninety six isn't like Jacksonville. One of these is that. Is it Jacksonville? No, but think about it this way: it's a ninety five season.
1: Ninety five season, ninety
0: six mm-hmm. playoffs. Mm-hmm. Ninety five season, ninety six playoffs in the AFC. Uh, would it be? Is it, is it Miami? Miami?
1: Who did the Bills beat to get to the divisional round?
0: Oh yeah, they, okay. <laughs> yeah. Beat Miami. Uh, my yeah. I'm sorry. I'm getting my years. Um. Oh boy. Um. Would
1: you like a hint? It would have been good. Is it Denver? No. Who? It's not a bad guess. This team uh would go on to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Five ninety six. No. Final score was Mm. forty to twenty-one.
0: Mm-mm. Okay. Um ninety-six? Oh man. Um Wow, now that it's not the Broncos, I really... Not Pittsburgh. Was it Pittsburgh? No, 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 no. Cleveland? No, no. Hmm.
1: Who do you think lost the Super Bowl that year? Maybe you hint. They lost the Super Bowl.
0: Well, yeah. To the Cowboys. Yeah.
1: It wasn't us this time.
0: <laughs> Thank God. Um... Uh, is it kansas city no it's the oh.
1: pittsburgh steelers
0: did i literally at one point say pittsburgh and then say no it no won. it wasn't them yes you did oh, i hate myself they lost
1: 40 to 21
0: move it on these quizzes suck taylor it's the following year december
1: 28th 1996 wild card round
0: this is tennessee no. No, it's not. No, it's not. Oh my god. Is I, this Denver? No. What the hell? Are you think what Denver
1: playoff game are you thinking
0: of? I'm just thinking of good 90s teams. I don't know. Um 96, dude. I know very limited stuff about the Bills like Well, let's think
1: about this real quick. This team went on to beat Denver, upset Denver in the next round, if that helps. They lost the AFC Championship game to the Patriots. In fact, you already said this team in one of your previous guesses.
0: Miami? No. Um, one of my previous guesses? Yeah. Kansas City? No. What do you, I mean... Ta- they lost to Jacksonville
1: 30-27. to Okay,
0: so it was ja- that's the Jackson... Oh my god, I hate this so much.
1: January 2nd, 1999
0: I feel internally doing this quiz how I feel when I'm watching the Sabres get their ass beat
1: this one I mean okay here's a, here's an overall hint for you since losing to Pittsburgh in that divisional round all the rest of the losses are to teams south of the Mason-Dixon line if that helps you January second, nineteen 1999, so this is after the 98 season, the first Flutie-Johnson season. They lost to this team
0: 24-17. Is this Tennessee?
1: Think about that answer very carefully. No,
0: no, 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 it's not.
1: (sighs) Another hint. When Kelly was quarterback, they played this team three times in the playoffs and beat them all three times. And then this team got its revenge because it still had the same quarterback as those three losses. Is this the Dolphins? Yeah, you got it. God, I hate this quiz. And I hate you. January eighth, 2000.
0: This is the Titans. Though.
1: Yeah, 22-16 Titans. Yeah. Very nearly wasn't, though.
0: Mm. Huh.
1: January seventh, twenty. 20- eighteen. So these two ones are recent. I would like to see if you can guess the score of them.
0: Okay. Um ooh, the score?
1: <sighs> January seventh, twenty eighteen.
0: Hmm. Um, just
1: whatever in your heart feels right.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, oh boy, oh boy. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> For people I don't know, that I'm are trying uh, to think,
1: we're uh, can't see right now because <laughs> yeah, this is an audio that's... medium. Brendan was shaking his head, like kind of like rotating his head with his eyes closed and like his teeth biting his lips. It was lips, a bit like, of like a Ray Charles. Well, kind of I was thinking thing. it was like a Daryl Hammond's Bill Clinton impression. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Oh, Jesus, Taylor.
1: It I mean, could be any score. I mean, just whatever you th- remember it being, and whatever the team you remember being that beat the Bills.
0: Yeah. Um... Mm, 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 mm. um Ooh, boy oh boy this is this is brutal would that be oh man I'm just f- fried right now I don't even remember the team who we lost to I, oh I, man I, I know I, I know. thought that was going to be a gimme I, I, I would have too honestly I don't even
1: do you want me to give it to you
0: yeah, I feel like I'm already mad enough at myself.
1: They lost 10-3 to the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Dude. 10-3. Yeah, I know, and I I I, I was going in my mind and I kept thinking Jacksonville, but I was like, no, cuz they played Pittsburgh that year. But I They did. They yes. did play Pittsburgh that year. It was the next round, I think. Yep.
1: Yeah. And then they beat New England. Oh, uh, they almost beat New England. Sorry. Then they were beating New England by ten with of a chance course, of to Of course, with
0: oh my god! And
1: Doug Morone ran the same three. Yeah, throws. it was
0: Marone. I mean, I, mm. all right. Well, we got one more. The fact that I thought that my, my I was like, oh, it couldn't have because it's the seal
1: Well, you got one more chance. A shell of
0: myself. Yeah, it's the Texans and what was the score? Uh, think very
1: carefully about it because I think you can work it out in your head.
0: It was twenty to seventeen? No. It was higher than that, wasn't it? Think about this.
1: What was the score? What is the big thing everyone remembers?
0: Allen's fumble?
1: No, no, no. The overall fact of the game that people remember. Bills blew a lead. Yeah. What was the lead they played?
0: Was it 28-21? No. Th- no? Right. It was a twenty two a... nineteen final. I don't know. The Bills blew... I was close the first time.
1: Yeah, you were pretty close the first time. I was just going to say, because the Bills blew a 16 nothing lead, but then had that to that kick a field goal. tie it at a,
0: the end. Those two were tough. Tougher
1: than I thought. I thought they were going to be quick Those ones. Those were horrible quizzes.
0: <laughs> I, that was... Oh, my God.
1: Other than 95-96, they had some guys. I thought...
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah. But, well... Alas, here we are. Yeah. Anyways, well, Taylor, any last thoughts before we sign off? Um, no. Good. Me neither. Who's your random Sabres player of the episode? Ooh. Hmm.
1: You know what? Since we did this, I'm gonna go with Derek Plant. Yeah. We don't talk enough about the Sabres. I think that's probably the only time they had a game seven overtime goal. Mm-hmm. Great call, attached. Good little guy. Played tough. Unfortunately, wasn't around for the Cup team that people remember, but. Hmm. good for him
0: good for him Derek Plant alright I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Michael Telkvist wow going goaltender very irrelevant Sabre just
1: I'll say half
0: a season I think we got out of him less less than half a season yep that's who I got that's that's appropriate to how I feel right now I feel like Michael Telkvist damn damn brutal All right, well, (laughs) seems like a great place to end, everybody. Thank you all so much for tuning in again. This has been Straight Up Sabres presented by Buffalo Fanatics and the Hockey Podcast Network. Be sure to check out both of those platforms, the Hockey Podcast Network you can find online at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. And you can check out all of uh, the Hockey Podcast Network's podcasts uh, on wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you're looking to get a little bit more of a Bills fix, as we had said before, with them being Super Bowl contenders to this year look no further than Buffalo Fanatics they are the perfect place to go to get all of your bills coverage plenty of great shows plenty of great just bloggers and artists there it's they're great so definitely be sure to check them out and check out the hockey podcast network as well And be sure to check us out if you're not already, uh, if you're listening to this. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We are on all three, and we would appreciate your support on all three as well. So, everybody, with that being said, this has been another episode of Straight Up Sabers. We'll talk to you soon.